All right. Here she, we are. She better be good today. Yeah, no, she she needs to be. She Otherwise, ran away you're getting banned. Oh, bye. Good. Honestly, see you later. She was all over the table, messing with things. So it's really nice to see that she's uh, learned that maybe she doesn't need to be a part of the production, and maybe she doesn't need to be all the time. All the time, yeah. This thing, maybe sometimes, but sometimes she can just do her own thing without mm-hmm. us. And then, you know, that's that's nice. She's becoming a little bit more independent, and we love that. I told the little girl. I told her, "Don't get in my soup." Did then I turned around. What she yep, do? She, she got in my soup. <laughs> she got in immediately. my soup. Immediately. That little bitch. Immediately. Oh my god. I, I just. Mm, mm, mm. I'm just going to go ahead and put my my wine on the other table next to me so that I don't spill it on the $600 yeah, mixer. sounds great to me. Because that scream was me almost doing it. <laughs> and that's scary for Brandon especially. Oh, very. <laughs> well, hi guys. Welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. Um, This is Hellbound, a podcast where I talk about people and things that are bound to hell with my partner Brandon who knows... Nothing about true crime other than what I tell him. So that's kind of a fun little 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 ditty we got going on. Yeah, it it, it can be interesting. Yeah. yeah. It can be interesting because, yeah, people are crazy and I, I don't know too much. So, yeah. you know, I don't know things. You learn so. them. Yeah, no, I, I learn though. Sometimes we talk about great. the sports football. The sports football? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old that, sports. I learned some things about that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> You learn, I guess. I learn, I learn. I don't know how much you learn rather than, you know, listen and forget, but. (laughs) Sometimes I know the teams and where they are located. You're like, I think I know that man. (laughs) LeBron James is his name? (laughs) (laughs) I know who LeBron James is, obviously. Cashew knows who LeBron James is. Are you kidding? She better. Are you kidding me? Okay, well, yes, welcome to Hellbound. What a fun time. Today, we're back on track with the drawings, which is fun because it's been a couple weeks. Um, and we're going to be talking about Jonestown today. I was. Very, I do know this one. You do know this one, yeah. But I honestly... Obviously. I feel I, like a lot of people know about this one. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is it's one of those cases that I always felt like I knew, so I never really looked that much into. Yeah. So I actually did learn a lot about this. Um, I was debating whether to make it like an extra long one episode or split it into two. So that's what I did because I got about eight pages into my research and was like, I we haven't even made it to Jonestown. So I guess we'll do that next episode. <laughs> so today we're going to be covering like Jim Jones all the way up until like founding and like the People's Temple, basically all the way up to where they go to Guyana and actually build Jonestown. Like we're gonna break when like he leaves in the mi- in the middle of the night to go there. Well, hell yeah, let's do it. Um, we have some things to do first, though. Are you forgetting, sir? Like what? I told you five minutes ago. No, I'm just thinking about I your know, joy. I know. I know have I know. you been thinking about it? A little bit. Yeah, I know my joy. Do you want to know? I it? feel like yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You go first. <laughs> you know my joy is Glenn Close. Yes, <laughs> because that bitch made the Oscars. Honestly, I really enjoyed the Oscars last night. Like, I had a great time watching it with you. But Glenn Close, that is my bitch right there. She's so funny. 
Oh, yeah. No, the Oscars were great last night. That's probably my joy, too. I was thinking about it earlier, and I think I decided that that was going to be my joy. But then when you had just asked me, I forgot. And so, I yeah, that's probably going to be my joy today. Yeah, and know, the little miss is already she's fucking there, with some shit over there. She's over there being bad. I'm not surprised, but we're just going to leave that alone for right now. You're going to be hearing some rattling. Honestly, I'm sorry. That's okay. You know, we have a child. She's over there missed. messing with my headphones. It's like kids Don't that come into Zoom calls. This is that. <laughs> As I was saying, I was going to make the Oscars my joy. As well. Whenever I, you fun. told me to think about it earlier. But then I forgot. And then I was like, oh, what is my joy? And I was like, oh, yeah, the Oscars. It was a great time. It was. Glenn Close. Amazing. amazing. If you Truthfully. haven't seen her shaking her ass. I loved it. it was at the, the Oscars, it was the best good looking up immediately. It the whole night, for sure. It was sure. so funny. A lot of good things did happen. A lot of people, important people won, you know, different yes. awards. and. Chloe Zhao yeah. was the first of woman of color for sure. to win nice. Best Director. I'm just so happy for her. Yeah, it was very a lot of representation, mm-hmm. which was very nice to see. The uh, only but, thing I was disappointed in was that they changed the category, like they changed the order, and so Best Actor was last. So everybody thought they were going to give it to Chadwick and do like a tribute. Mm-hmm. But then, like, that was very went to Anthony Hopkins, and yes, he wasn't even was there. I thought it was like okay, good very night. Very <laughs> anticlimactic for sure. And Joaquin so Phoenix weird. did not give a fuck. He was just, I guess he that he knew he had to hurry up. He's pretty deadpan. Time. But, like, he was just, like, he just went straight through it. And he's like, Anthony Hopkins. I was like, oh, okay. Well, and I I read a bunch of stuff about how people were were really upset about the In Memoriam segment segment (laughs) because they were, like, whipping through those names. And Jessica Walters and, like, Naya Rivera and a bunch of people weren't even on there. And that makes me sad. Yeah, that is sad. Um, but it yeah. was a it was a good time. It was Blue overall Close, good. You know, I I love it so much because she was like, "Hold up, I know this song. That's, That's Da But." Okay, <laughs> she schooled us all in the history. She educated everybody. You know, told everybody who it was by, when it when it was from. You know, who who was a part of the song, where it's from. What like you know? She even remembered you know when, mm-hmm. and even called out the Academy for snubbing um, Spike Lee and, and then all his cussed films. him out, which was so funny. Then, I want to know what she said so bad because they believed yeah it. yeah no really they believed that that was funny. Called him out and then proceeded do to do the dance. <laughs> like I was, was like yes, amazing. Yes, victory, victory. How does that, that woman My is a national treasure? How does she not have an Oscar? Beautiful. It was great. I love her. It was amazing. Glad we have the same joy because Glenn Close is our queen. Oh, yeah. Oh, I also learned uh, that 20 years ago, whenever the award for Best Animated Feature started, it was Shrek. <laughs> I forgot you And then also, I was like, damn, I'm old as fuck. I was tweeting about it. I was like, I'm old as shit now. Like, I don't yeah. know how to deal with it. Dude, I tried to tell the kids I nanny that, like... Shrek is amazing and they're sleeping on it and they were like, I don't know, it seems weird. I'm like, but it's so fucking funny. Seems Are you weird. kidding? Do they it's know iconic. what they watch now? Like, come on now. That's true. That's that's very true. Um we also have some busy business to take care of really quickly. Um so I mentioned like a long time ago, whenever Sarah first left, she said obviously it was for like her own health and personal reasons and stuff like that. Um, she had always, and I had always hoped that she would come back. Obviously, that option is always still open. She'll still be on guest spots and stuff like that. But she's just really, like, not at a place in her life where she can um, commit, like, the, the time it takes to this. And, like, it just isn't the 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 healthiest for her to, you know, already have several jobs and be, be stressed in all the time. So I just wanted to kind of clear that up because I get a lot of questions all the time about if she's coming back and like when and stuff like that so 
I I just kind of wanted to like let you guys know. I don't know when or if she's coming back, but she'll be here from time to time. And now you got me and Brandon. Sarah and I are still best friends. Like everything's cool. It just you know we got to do what's best for us. Yeah. We got to do we got to do what makes us happy. Um. Also. I just wanted to, like, say thank you to, like, everybody that, like, listens and supports and is very patient with my ass. I'm trying really, really hard right now to figure out my ADHD because I'm, like, in between medications. I, like, cried at the pharmacy for, like, 10 minutes the other day because my medication was $300 and I couldn't afford it. Because who can afford a $300 medication? And anyway, I'm trying to, like, do all of these things, figure it all out because I, like, want to you know, put more into this and they want to like give you guys more content and do all of these things. And I just like have been so overwhelmed. My cognitive function has like not been pretty much non-existent for the past few months. Um, so it's just been really hard. So I appreciate you all being like patient and I'm just so thankful and I'm excited. I've been asking Brandon for more help because I'm like, help, please. I'm dying. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get some more stuff out to you guys, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I love you. I do have one more apology. I, a couple weeks ago, when we talked about Rebecca Zahow, talked about how much I love Paul Holes and Billy Jensen. I have since been informed they are trash. Mm-hmm. So I would like to formally revoke the that my thoughts about them and educate everybody else because I didn't know. Parent, well, Paul Holes, I really don't know why I thought he was the exception. But, like, at the end of the day, he's a cop, you know? <laughs> he was, like, obviously a detective. There's a time and a place for people like that. But I was somehow mistaken in thinking that ACAB didn't, like, the A in ACAB doesn't mean all. <laughs> and he also supports, like, torture on, on like, people, like, your confessions, and just oh, kind of other, like, problematic stuff awful. like that. So. Really taken back my hot for, for Ooh, hot for holes that's comment. That's real awful, dude. Honestly. Yeah, not about him anymore. I'm sad about re- it, but like whatever. You rethink that yeah. right there. And then with Billy Jensen, he apparently is just like really creepy to like fans, and he DMs them and like joins all of these like murderino Facebook groups just to like promote his book. Which he told people that ten percent of the profits were going to charity to help solve unsolved cases, and then that charity ended up being him. Oh, what Which is, a like, not jackass, yeah. honestly. Um, oh, and no. he was like, well, what I do is charity work. And, like, just some some other stuff, too. They're just, like, not not. Honestly, not I'm not great. surprised so, Rich folks do that. Yeah. So, like, but at the same time, he, why? Don't yeah. do that. Like, that's so shitty. And he does have a habit of inserting himself into situations that have nothing to fucking do with him. And it's like, nobody asks for your opinion, mm. and we don't care about it. Disgusting. Mm. So, anyway, that's my um, apology segment. My YouTuber apology segment. Thank you for bearing with me through that. And with that long ass intro, I think we can finally get into Jonestown part one. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I would like to say right off the bat, there's like, this is honestly highly recommend everybody go like watch as many documentaries as you can. This is very interesting. I'm including like a lot of information, but obviously not everything. I also would like you all to know that when I'm mad at Jim Jones, I will call him Jimothy. And this is for a couple of reasons. One, because I feel like it's sterner. And also, every single one of my uncles is named Jim. I don't know if I've said that, 
but I'm not like literally every single one of my uncles is named Jim. You've met them all. We have to call them by their last names. Yeah, it's strange. They're all named Jim. I even have cousins I mean, named Jim. We call them different. It's interesting. So anyway, yeah, what's up with Jim? Why? I I don't know. So it's gems? like my both my aunts married Jims, and then they have a brother named Jim, and then they had kids and named them Jim, and then I have like a great uncle why also you, named well, Jim. Why do you have kids and <laughs> name them Jim? Like, dude, what's up with the family? We call what, them different names. Name? Though. Is that a family? I name? I guess it is at this point. I don't why? know. Why? Why Jim? I don't know. But anyway, so I will be calling him Jimothy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Why? <laughs> So, Jimothy was born in 1931 in rural Indiana. He claims he was partially Native American. Um, That bitch was Irish, so no, honey. Mm -hmm. Not true. (laughs) Um, His family was really hit hard by the Great Depression, though. So, he grew up in, like, a literal shack on, like, the side of the road. There was, like, no plumbing. Um, His dad was also an alcoholic and, like, just a really shitty person, as you'll find out. So, his mom supported the family through his childhood. He was also, like, kind of an odd kid. He didn't really have a lot of friends, um, so he spent a lot of time reading and studying. He was particularly interested in religion and death, even as, like, a young child, which I think is, like, fine, but he would often hold funerals in his barn or wherever, I don't know, in the woods, I guess, for, like, small animals, some of which he killed himself. So, like, that's a habit oh. of a lot of murderers and serial killers is that they, like, have violence towards that's animals. absolutely terrible. Or, like, arson <laughs> when they're kids. So you can already tell that it's not going to go well. Also, it is said that um, he was pretty supportive of Nazis during World War II. Really not great right off the bat. Um, And I think it's just because he was interested in the way Hitler controlled, like, the entire nation, made people do these, like, unspeakable things just because he felt like it was his mission, I Mm -hmm. guess. And it, and then some, to some degree, I understand that because I do find people like that interesting because I find it interesting how so many people can follow it. You know what I mean? Like, what was so special about him to, like, command all these people to do this thing? I think it's kind of similar with Mr. Jimothy Jones. Yeah, no, I I understand. Also, his dad was a Klan member. um, Really bad. But he was actually very against it. Oh, I'm glad that's at least the case. No, the whole thing about Jonestown, and this was really what I didn't know, was that, like, he was... Really, like, really for integration. Yeah, they, and, they, had, like, a lot of, they had a lot of, like, black and uh, different ty- different uh, types of people there. 50 you know? to 70% of their members at times were black. Yeah. yeah they it's had, like, wild. A, a, yeah, they were very diverse, for sure. Well, and he didn't talk to his dad for years because he wouldn't let, like, one of his black friends into their house once. And so he just was like, fine, I'm, like, fucking done with you. Yeah, well, you're um, Fuck yeah, him. it's just really interesting. I also, it makes it sadder to me because I'm like, you really you use these like, vulnerable people to fill your own desires. Yeah, you could have, like, actually been a good person and, like, led the, well, you know, at least had, like, some t- type of, like, good yeah. like, congregation or whatever, or whatever you want to call it, and had them do something good rather than what well, they and they and, and, you know, I'll get into it, but they, they did start out that way. I think he just got way too obsessed with the, um, the, like, infamy and like just celebrity aspect that preachers had and like how much money and attention and time people poured into it he just like wanted fucking attention basically um 
So while working, oh, 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 I skipped the line. Never mind. I nope, go back. Nope, that's oopsie, okay. oopsie. All right. Yeah, we got oopsie. oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> so he worked as an orderly at a hospital after high school. And his coworkers have said that he, even back then, showed pretty violent and disturbing behavior while working there. While he was working there, he met a nurse named Marceline Baldwin. They got married in 1949, and she was heavily involved in Jonestown. She was with him till they both died. Um, and he was actually very, very smart. Um, he has two degrees, which I think is not that he has degrees, but I think because he's smart is a reason why he's so successful. Um, because he was really determined and very manipulative and knew how to prey on these vulnerable populations and how to make it seem like what he was doing was good. In his 20s, his mom and him got very involved in the Communist Party. However, Ooh, with... <laughs> yeah, so that's another big thing about this. People tell Jonestown as like a cautionary tale against communism. I don't... This is, like, pretty extreme. Like, when people just want socialized health care, this is not what we need. <laughs> well, that's, like, not so... Well, that's, like, not exactly, like... No, but this is, like... This <laughs> is basically thing, but... <laughs> what I was... This is, like, was an example of why I was taught communism was bad. How I was... This is what I was taught communism and socialism are. I was taught they were the same thing. Not true, to begin not with. True, yeah. And then also it was like, well, a clown and a doctor will get paid the same, and so then why would anybody want to work? That was the entirety of communism and socialism in my high school education uh, <laughs> and it was so bad i'm like this is inaccurate it's just wrong the political spectrum in america is so stunted it's yeah. kind of just really sad yeah not good good but it is what it is what are we gonna do about it <sighs> shit we gotta do something because i'm something. dying over here something yeah, that got, I got a tattoo the other day, and, and me and the guy were, like, vibing, and then he started ranting about how he hated communism and thought that, like, California was communist and, like, how much he hated Amsterdam, which one time I got in a fight with a frat boy because he was like, well, if you pay a dollar for a hamburger here in Amsterdam, you'll pay a dollar eighteen, And I was like, what is this analogy? <laughs> and also you get health care. I don't understand. I'll pay that dollar eighteen for some health care. <laughs> Literally. It's like that meme. <laughs> it's like that meme. Care, please. Healthcare, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it here. So, yeah, they were very involved with the Communist Party. But this was at the time of, like, McCarthyism and the Red Scares. And so they were oh, very... Being ter- called a communist oh, yeah. Party. They were very terrified to keep going to meetings. Um, so they, they, kept it, uh, they kept it on the down low for the most part. So Jim wanted to spread his Marxist ideas, and he was like, well, how do I do that? The best way to do it is to infiltrate the church, which he's not wrong. Religion has a lot of fucking power. Like, literally everything in this country is controlled by the church. Separation of church and state is bullshit. Like, doesn't really exist. Very much so. They uh, have their hands in a little bit of everything. Yeah, so I see his point. I just wish it was for better purposes you know that's how i am with a lot of this stuff is i'm like you're really sounding good until you just do some other shit and then you just really throw it all out the window you kind of ruin it for everybody (laughs) yeah really so he learned to be a pastor through the methodist church um which i actually really like methodism they're pretty cool however they would not let him integrate his congregation at the time so he left um and that again is like what's so frustrating to me is because like jim at least he said and acted like he did. And I believe that he thought this to a certain extent, I guess. But he had, like, good, generally, like, accepting ideas. And he really just cared about societal and financial success and, like, didn't care if he hurt people along the way. 
And that is like what's so frustrating to mm. me is because I think if he wouldn't have been a sociopath who le- led a cult and mass murder, he could have done really awesome things. Yeah. Because I don't mind a lot of his ideas. But then, but if God, it really goes off the rails. Um, then he went to a faith healing service at a Seventh Day um, Baptist church. And this is this is really where he saw like, oh, this is how you make money. Like people like this is so popular. People love to pay people to like pretend to heal you, heal you and all the shit. And he was like, this is what I need to do. This is the way to spread my ideas. Um, This bitch was like really out here creating several day long religious conferences just to make him money. Like he was basically creating an MLM before before we knew it. Um, he also hired a famous televangelist to speak at these conferences and recruited people who attended to like his new church. It was very smart marketing wise. Again, I just wish he had better intentions. So at the end of the conference, he had a pretty big following. Um, and this has like many, many names, which they go by, but what they're most famous for is the people's temple. And then later their establishment that they make is called Jonestown. Um, but over the next couple of years, he had several conferences with other religious leaders. Sometimes even like 12,000 people would attend and like hope to be healed by them. Um, he also moved his church to a very diverse neighborhood. He heavily recruited black people, which is very frustrating um, because he would tell them like the real world is fucking racist as shit. And like what we have is a utopia which I'm like the real the first part that you not you, that's true, <laughs> but so, yeah. I don't know that you're the answer either. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I'd be following this too much. No, but uh, I mean I get it. You know, yeah. you prey on people. Yeah, I would just oh, manipulate just, them yeah, and pressure them really into joining. Do, but, you know. And once you joined, it's it's really hard to get out. So as they went into the '60s, the temple grew, um, and more and more people during that time were kind of looking for alternative schools of thought. Um, they, um, the people's temple had just joined the, the Christian church too, is like a, like a branch of it. So this kind of restored their reputation. Mm. It got them even more members, gave them even more validity. Really though? I was going to say, yeah. If you're... I, and, and I'll get into it, but Jim Jones was like BFFs with politicians. Like I never realized how successful this was until people really started seeing the glass shatter. Like for a while, everybody was like really gung ho about the people's temple. And then a lot of family members started getting concerned and they were like, oh, well, maybe it's not so good after all. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But they were I saying. Mean, I believe it, though, because it was such a big thing. Like It was huge. Yeah. I mean, they say they had 20,000 members, but like it's kind of like Tana at TanaCon saying she had 20,000 people. They had 3,000 at the hilarious. most. But that's a lot of people. Yeah, especially since her venue couldn't even hold that many. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that the 3,000 was like registered members of their temple, like not necessarily people that they reached or people that did some stuff with them, but not everything. Mm. But again, like they were saying all the right stuff, you know, like they and that's what makes me so mad. All these people were really looking for a place of acceptance and comfort. And like all Jim, Jimothy did was exploit them and then murder them and their children. It's fucking horrible. Their whole belief system was based around egalitarian ideals. Like that was what he was all about was equality. So they wore casual clothes to church so that people who were rich or people who were poor, like nobody would feel left out. Everybody would feel welcome. They provided shelters for people experiencing homelessness. 
they believed that interracial um, relationships and marriages should be accepted, and he heavily, heavily stressed equality among white and black people. Again, 50%. Not bad things. <laughs> no, not, not bad things at all. It starts out great, as most cults do. Um, and like we said, 50% of their members at this time were black. And in order to increase this, Jim hired a black pastor, which I don't think is bad because you need somebody that can relate to you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't need a white man preaching all yeah, these things sense. to. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. That's not bad itself. And at least in the beginning, they did do a lot of humanitarian work. Um, they ran a soup kitchen. They had rent assistance programs, job placement services, a bunch of other social services for the community as well. Um, and they often would help like a lot of addicts and um, people experiencing homelessness and just people really down on their luck. Eventually, Jim was appointed to the Indianapolis Human Rights Commission. He was also at one point given a Martin Luther King Jr. Award, which is I don't, I didn't know that either. Like, I really didn't know how much people loved him at first. Yeah, that's, that's wild. I mean, what, the stuff he was preaching at that time, I guess, was pretty decent. It was decent yeah, stuff. Yeah, it like, really I mean, wasn't. I, I'm not mad at any of the stuff that you listed just now. Like, it, Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> I mean, yes, obviously, but, you know, from, from the stuff we're hearing right now, it's not, uh, it's not bad. Not the worst, for sure. Um, but... Him joining this commission made the temple even more popular. Um, Jim was featured in local media a lot. He was very well known for trying to integrate local businesses and would, like, piss a lot of fucking white people off for it. And, like, that I can get behind. There's there's a certain (laughs) point we hit where I'm just fucking out. But before that, I'm in. (laughs) Um, The church owned and ran... The church owned and ran... Did Cashew just yell? I, I, th- I thought I heard it. I thought I heard it. But maybe not. I don't know. Okay, I couldn't hear anything. Well, shit, okay. They um they owned and ran nine assisted living facilities. They had six foster homes and a state-licensed 40-acre ranch for developmentally disabled people. Um, And, again, like, I abuse was probably going on there, like it is in these places a lot, most of the time, I would say. But... I don't know. On the outside, at least, like, it looks like they were doing good things to a lot of their members. It felt like they were doing good things and, like, really changing the world. And I honestly think even up to the end, so many of them believed that what they were doing was, like, changing the fucking world. Yeah. So I can't blame them. Yeah, it's tough. Honestly, you just, you know, you believe in something so fervently that it just, whenever it goes, uh, it goes awry and everything and just turns south. It's just yeah. Yeah, probably really hard. A lot of their teachings were inspired by Father Divine. Do you know who Father Divine is? No. I didn't either, but he's a very famous black preacher who ran the International Freedom Mission Movement, which was really popular in the 1930s. Um, and so Jim would go and meet with him. He would like record his teachings and learn from him. And this is... Really where he learned to use a very stereotypical preacher voice that, like, a lot of religious leaders use, like that man. (laughs) COVID-19! COVID-19! I blow you away! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I do have a clip that I want to play. I'm not sure exactly when this is from. So, like, couldn't tell you if this is when he was, like, all about taking your own life or before that. Don't know. But nonetheless, you can hear how fucking intense it is. And and I don't, I don't know. Sermons like this are so odd to me, but that's because I'm not a religious person. 
These miracles are wonderful. It's good to live a long life, but if you live a long life and be stupid, you might as well be dead. Sure, we have no dying here. Sure, we've had 209 people resurrected from the dead that have been carried in here with bowel movement, even cake on their legs. We've had their eyes set and they've been blue. Sure, we can do that, but I tell you, that's not what's most wonderful. I'm looking over faces that were once dead in their trespasses of the old religions. They were dead under the old doctrines of fear, dead under the old concepts of the furniture of heaven and the temperature of hell. They were dead, and now their mental concepts, their mind has been resurrected. That's the greatest resurrection of all. Their mind has been liberated. Their mind has been set free. They now think. They now know the truth, and the truth. I'm scared. <laughs> it's I mean, so intense. It's a typical preacher to me. I, don't know. I, I, I know. I and it's it's probably way more normal, but I don't know. I, maybe it's also because I was when I was religious, I was Catholic, and like mass ain't like that, honey. Yeah, I I mean, <laughs> Priests don't do that. A, a black Baptist church, and yeah. yeah, I mean, it's pretty typical. He just, <laughs> I, I feel like if anybody screamed at me like that, it would be like, "Sir, calm down. Yeah. Excuse you." Their minds are free. That's how it you got to get me. to people, you know? I guess. That's, that's the only way to, to feel the Lord. That's how you get them to hear you, you know? Um. So I don't think that they really believe, like, anything other than, like, what most Christians don't. I don't think they have any particularly strange beliefs um, about, you know, how the earth was made and stuff like that. I don't know. But some things they were very strict about, some things they were not. Um, they did preach abstinence and really heavily encouraged the adoption of children. Um, like Jim himself had adopted a lot of children and only one of his children, which he calls homemade because it's the only birth child. I think it's so funny that he calls them homemade. Um, but he was like the only white kid. Actually, they might have another adopted one, one adopted white son. But most of his children were not white at all and that's very interesting to me he like really heavily wanted people to um adopt kids interesting they also were not necessarily against the gays um in fact jim thought that every single person on his on this earth was gay except for him he was the only <laughs> straight person on this that makes earth no sense all the women were lesbians all the men were gay except for him why like, i why? don't know but that's such a strange belief to have yeah i'm not sure he also thought that like all why st- why couldn't he be gay too like i just we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> he thought that all sexual relationships were sinful and selfish and so sex was like a huge sin in the church but was anybody following it of course not it's like why the booty field all really? over again Weird belief. I know, but that, that's what they did. Okay, and 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 Jim was definitely not following this. Um, in one of the documentaries that I watched, because I watched a couple, honestly, there's so many, and they're all great, because there's a lot of footage from this cult. It's bizarre. You know, there's always a documentarian in these cults. <laughs> but anyway, one day a man named Tim was just, like, going through a normal day, and he, like, met Jim and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden Jim was like, hey, I'll fuck you in the ass if you want me to. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, ma'am, are you Jimothy? Oh, How my dare gosh. Him? Wow, that's really bold of him. How dare she? And he's he, not a gay man, right? So Everybody says, else is gay. He's the only straight one. Oh, 
But yeah, apparently if anybody wanted to quote, have father fuck you in the butt, which is like literally, they call him father. <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting guys, I'm not joking. This is in the documentary. Oh, um, no. Apparently it would be pretty easy to happen. And I'm going to go ahead and, and, and say that on the grounds of the toxic power dynamic, this is sexual abuse. Oh, yeah, but just know sure. how non-fucking-chalant they all were about fucking each other in the ass. I'm shook. Really, though. Really? That's that's a lot, honestly. It and really comes out of nowhere. To, didn't consider uh, I, uh, whatever. Hey, I know. All of it confuses Identify me. how you want to identify. I guess. I I, <laughs> no, that, I don't, that's not a part I have a problem <laughs> with. I'm just like, is nobody going to talk about how strange this is? No, He very, also, like, very. raised exotic animals at times. In, in an, another part in the documentary, she's like, yeah, well, you know, my mom got involved because her monkey hung himself. What? And, I mean, what? <laughs> what? Uh, it is, Monkeys hang themselves? Uh, that's actually really sad. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. And then she's like, well, you, you know, she was looking in the paper. And there was Jim with all the monkeys. And so she had to go get another monkey. They Everything that happens in this documentary, they say, like, it's the most normal thing. It's so bizarre and hilarious to me. Oh, no. I apologize. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm, I'm, Back I'm, the hell up for your I'm mic. fired up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and talk about their, their healing services. Um, so they would knowingly fake these like religious healing moments, like a lot of preachers and, and churches did it during this time and even before that. And so Jim told his followers that it would like allow them to have more money to help the poor in the church. So they were like all okay with faking it to outsiders. And they would use like chicken liver or like other animal parts and like pretend that it was cancerous cells like leaving their bodies through the power of prayer oh my god yeah one time which i actually have a clip of so i'll show you this woman was there in a wheelchair and jim was like hey girl what's going on you can't walk well obviously first of all but second of all (laughs) you can't walk yeah she he just like pointed at her because that's like he literally is just like and points and like flicks his wrist and then people are healed. It makes no fucking sense. But so he did that and then he was like, you're healed. And this bitch literally got up and started running laps around the church. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody was just running with her. Oh, no. It's wild. Oh, my God. That so, is yeah, wild, honestly. Let's go take a look, shall we? I don't know. I've experienced some wild things like that in the church Have you before. really? Oh, yeah. People walk in? Out of their wheelchair? I've definitely had... You know, People old women run by me and be like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, Jesus!" That's, <laughs> you know, oh yeah, it's a, uh, it's quite, that's quite pretty fun. spectacle for sure. I know. I went to I went to one church service with your family, and I was like, "God damn, this is much more fun than Catholic mass." That church was good, though. Honestly, yeah, that, that was I my did uh, enjoy uncle's that. church. It was a it was a good it was a good church for yeah, sure. He was really he was up there saying some good stuff. He was yeah, no, he for real. He was, was, he was, he was like you know yeah, he was just like all fired up and like. Telling people how we shouldn't hate people from because of where they're from and what they look mm-hmm. like. And we and shouldn't like, put yes, kids in cages. Yes. Like, was like, obviously. This was around that time. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was just really upset about that and was just preaching about all that. And I was like, yes, thank you. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. And very different than what I'm used to because Catholicism yeah. is all rooted around guilt and shame. Yeah, so no, it's just, no. I was like, people I've, I've enjoy witnessed, going to church? I've witnessed people be filled with the Holy Spirit, as they say. I know, it's, and, they're uh, like, who wants to be some pretty wild things, honestly. It's interesting. It is interesting. 
I don't I don't know how to explain it because every time I just be sitting in the back just looking. <laughs> like, oh. I'm like, oh my gosh! Or I'd be sitting at the drums like I'm wow, just here for the oh. snacks. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the let's let's listen to this woman getting healed, being able to walk again. Condition. Yeah. And your hip is injured. Yeah. Step from your wheelchair. Begin to step from your wheelchair. Try it. Just try it. Just try it. We have nothing to lose. We have no face to lose because we've said we're no panacea. But I have seen more healings here than I've ever seen any place. I love you. Jesus Christ loves you. Jehovah Jireh. All the goodness of all the world's great religions in the name and the mercy and the goodness of Jesus wherein I stand. Come forth, my dear. Stand up. Take that step. Bless your heart. Take that step. Take that step. No, no, no. Now, now, move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. You can do it. Move forward. People are going batshit crazy, and in a couple seconds, she starts fucking running. This bitch was in a wheelchair a minute ago. Anyway, like you can guess, this was faked. It ended up being one of his secretaries that, like, put on a wig and an old chaw. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's some televangelist shit, dude. Honestly, Isn't that wild? That's terrible. I hate that so much. It's, and everybody you know, is like, wow! <laughs> well, yeah, because some people probably think it's real. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, and they're I probably amazed. That. But oh, I just hate that. It's, they're acting like they're at a rock concert. It's like so that. wild it's so to terrible. me. He also very heavily preached about death, as we kind of heard earlier. Um, he believed that nobody was to decide when another person died, which is quite interesting, Jimothy. We'll come back to that one. But that's initially what he preached, was that like nobody had a right to decide when another person died. I would agree with that. I would, but... mm, We'll see where this case has. Something tells me it won't end well. So as time went on, the temple started getting bigger, um... Just started, um, yeah, just getting getting more members and getting more demanding of people. Just started getting more, like, cult-like, I would say. Um, Members were expected to spend holidays with the temple family instead of their blood relatives. And this is also when he started leaning really heavily into communism. So he called it religious communalism. And he started a system for members to give up all their worldly possessions. And then, like, the temple would take care of all their basic needs. You know, classic, classic cult stuff. And this is, again, when things started to get more dangerous. Jim started to preach that he was a godlike figure, um, which is kind of not really what he had done before. He had just more said that he was, like, speaking the word of God. Mm-hmm. But now he's like, bitch, I am You God. probably saw what he was doing and able to do and able to get away with. And was like, yeah. hey, let me oh, just yeah. sneak this one in here. More and more members started to get detached from outsiders and their loved ones. And Jim's sermons started, like, really pitting them against the U.S. They called them the, the main um, the main enemy and that they were, like, Satan worshipers and, like, all kinds of crazy shit. Um, but, you know, he also said that the Bible was written by white men to dominate women and enslave people of color. And I agree. I would agree with that. But then it's like, God damn it, then, then you really fuck it up for me. The next sentence, Jim. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I, America hasn't been the best at times, and you know, the Bible was definitely written by everyday people. So, yeah, yeah. and and people in inter- interpret it in pretty shitty ways. Yeah, very truthful, very true. Yeah, I would agree. People in the Midwest really hated them because they were terrified of communists. Um, and then Jim all of a sudden told everybody that he had a vision of nuclear war, and so they had to find a new place to have the temple. Oh, no. So in the mid-1960s, him and about 140 members moved to the Redwood Valley, California. And they basically had this like big ranch there. Honestly, it sounded awful, but they all thought it sounded like paradise. So good for them, I guess. And people would sign over everything to the temple. They had no rights, no property. They worked so fucking much, like literally 20 hours a day, because you had day jobs, which you would then come home and give all of your money to the temple. Yeah. And then you had temple work, which was just like a lot of manual labor. And then after that, you had communism classes. So you were fucking booked all goddamn day. They considered sleep a luxury. Mm. No, honey. Sleep is actually a necessity. You oh, will die. Very, very much. It's so, bad. Yeah. They, and just, oh, it's terrible. You know, once you have like sleep deprived people, it's very easy to control them, I feel. Yeah. I mean, it's like with Nexium, they were up at 4 a.m. playing Ugh, volleyball so with Budafield. They were all sleep deprived too. So terrible. They held a lot of services in LA and San Francisco to raise awareness of their message and also recruit more members. And they targeted areas like Compton to get an even larger number of black members. They also would go on these, like, bus tours where they would get, like, a giant, a bunch of giant Greyhound buses and just, like, drive around California recruiting people. It sounds awful. I hate everything about it. You could not pay me enough money to go on that. Mm-mm. Bitch, I'm not going on a tour bus unless it's for a show. <laughs> in, in which case, you can cast me. <laughs> Um, So by the end of the 1970s, they had about 3,000 members, and they moved their headquarters to San Francisco. Honestly, they were very successful there. They had a lot of connections to protests and activists, people like Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk spoke at the People's Temple, like, several times. And I love Harvey Milk. I'm not, like, but again, like, people really thought that, like, he was doing some good shit there because it seemed like he was. probably just didn't look too much into it, yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe and not a lot before. of members had come out yet with, with saying kind of yeah, what, what they yeah, experienced. what was going on. Yeah, it's just people didn't know. People were ignorant, most likely, yeah. to what was actually going on. And when you don't do enough digging, yeah, that's what happens. That's you kinda, yeah. So Jim was schmoozing all of these politicians. Um, he was very well-known, very trusted. This gave him a lot of protection for a while. He was even, like, really good. He was, like... I can't remember his fucking name, but whoever was Jimmy Carter's um, VP, he was being sworn. The man sworn... who just died? Oh. Mondale? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know he died. Literally the other, the other week. Really? Last week. Uh, people, do you know how many people have died? <laughs> we, I mean, we literally just talked about it last week. Oh, we, we did yeah. it. I, we, I, okay, you know what? You're right. I didn't make this connection. See, this is, this is what I'm talking about. My ADHD really fucks with my memory and shit like that. It's so hard. Um, but yeah, anyway. So he, whenever he was getting sworn in as like governor or something like that, he, Jim Jones was there behind him just that's hanging wild, out. They were like dude. BFFs. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy to that's, me. I, I mean, that's really just awful too. It just yeah. makes them look terrible for sure. I mean, it, that kind of ruins your legacy a little bit, right? I would think that so. you were... 
that close to somebody so to awful. To a cult leader, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess they didn't know. That's the thing. Like, he was smoothing yeah. up to him, so... They probably didn't know what he was, you know, really doing. He, they well, probably just knew the base things that he was preaching before and agreed with it, and that was it. And a lot of people really liked, um, I don't know, like a, like a lot of people used the People's Temple because they had a lot of numbers. They could rally people. They would get behind causes very mm-hmm. strongly. And, you know, that was very useful to politicians and activists and yeah. people I mean, hey, who re- helped protest a lot. Republicans do it now with the evangelicals, you know. Oof, yeah. It's pretty easy to get them on your side, and they show up in their numbers, and, yeah. I mean, Fucking pro-lifers it, outside I mean, the abortion clinic saying. every goddamn day. They literally, they, and they show up to vote, dude. Like, Yeah, they, they do. It's they're pretty reliable for Republicans to lean on, for sure. Okay, now we have to talk about their discipline, which is also where things are very bad. So the temple took it upon themselves to discipline other members. They created this culture where everybody was terrified and everyone was telling on everybody. Um, and, like, nobody would even, like, think that they wanted to leave because even their own family would turn on them and turn them in. Wow. Yeah, and it was really bad. And if you did have bad behavior or thoughts or something like that, Sir Jimothy would fucking call you up during service and beat the shit out of you. What He would hell? hit you himself, and then he would put you against another member, and you would, like, have a boxing match what in the, the middle fuck? of church service. What kind of crazy shit is that? I know. So they would go till you were, like, unconscious, and then they would throw a fucking cold glass of water in your face, and then you had to fight again. It was fucking madness and, awful, and people dude. were terrified families fuck? were divided there was absolutely no trust everybody was scared and like nobody could leave so this is when things started getting very bad in 1973 eight members defected um which is also called like leaving the cult but they call them like defectors um and they were called the gang of eight they left with three trucks full of firearms from the camp and originally they were planning to go to Canada, but then they went to Montana and, like, wrote uh, this huge letter with their complaints. From the camp? Um, no, not from the camp. This is they No, escaped. no, I'm sorry. They, they got weapons from the camp. Yes, they, they took, and, and this mm. is also kind of what started, people started to realize, oh, they could be kind of dangerous because why do they have all yeah, of why these do they have weapons? weapons? Yeah. What is going on? Aren't they supposed to be peaceful? And Jim put, like, a huge search party together for them, including renting a plane to search highways for them, which I didn't know was just a thing anybody could do. I mean, I guess, yeah, you can rent a plane, but... And just, like, go searching for people on the highway. I I mean, I don't 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 think you disclose that you're going to go searching for people, but... (laughs) Well, they have to have a light, don't they? Like, it's like a search... I'm imagining, like, a search helicopter situation. Uh, I mean, if it's a plane, I would... I don't know. No, I have yeah. no clue. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. But either way, it was. He also called them the Coca Cola Revolutionaries. I don't know what that means, but I like it, <laughs> and I would Coca-Cola like to be one. <laughs> um. So after this, this kind of like scared them. More and more people started leaving and talking about what happened to them. And so Jim started Good. to really change his tune about death and just get really freaked out. Now he believes that only you can control your own death. And that you would rather die with dignity and peace than, like, at the hands of somebody else or live a life in misery. That sounds like a threat. (laughs) Sounds like he changed his tune to, like, basically just threaten people in their lives. Yeah, he's now just trying to, like, get them prepared for the idea of committing suicide eventually. Hmm. Sorry, completing suicide. Then one New Year's Eve, um, Jimothy really fucked with them a lot. He, He did something pretty bad. They're, they were all having a party, having a good time, which they really threw some ragers, and they were all sober. 
except for Jim. Isn't that interesting? Except for him? There's a lot of people in documentaries that are like, man, it's the 70s, and these people were the only people not on drugs or alcohol. (laughs) They were on nothing, except for him. He's addicted to fucking God knows what. Mm. So, yeah, this New Year's Eve party happens. Jimothy gives everybody Kool-Aid, and then after everybody drinks it, he's like, that was actually poison. So naturally, everybody starts freaking out. And then he was like, psych, it was just a test. I wanted to see if you were committed and loyal to me. How insane yeah, is that? Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, I, I, so. Right then, I, I, I would hope he saw a few of the people would have just been like, no. This, well, this is kind of really the last chance to leave, too, because yeah. it starts to go really, really bad real fast after this. At that point, yeah, I'd be like, uh, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> well, obviously, there, for me, it would have been like, I've been like, no, I'm not, I'm good. I'm not what what point would like it have been for you? The wheelchair? <laughs> the wheelchair lady? I, yeah, I've been like, nah, this is bullshit. I'm leaving. <laughs> she, I'm done. She's doing laps. I'm, I'm done. not running. She's doing laps. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a really big turning point for the temple, and Jim had already been looking for other places to take the temple to for a couple years now. So they had signed a lease in Guyana, and people were building this society for them from the ground up. They were also filming it all and, like, making these propaganda videos and sending it to the U.S. because they were trying to show all of their U.S. members that it was, like, this socialist paradise and blah, blah, blah. And so everybody was like, well, fuck, I want to go there. It's like, that seems like it's going to be awesome. They also did this because they felt like it would help them escape the, like, growing media circus surrounding the People's Temple because every day it was, like, getting worse and worse. And people were like, yeah, because yeah. people were like coming out about yeah. their experiences and stuff. More and more people started to um, be defectors, and and you know the media started to well, catch yeah, on. After after you do something like that, and you know, make people think that they drank poison, yeah, I would assume and abuse them. Uh, yeah, and abuse them. I would I would assume that most people would try to start leaving, and they that. don't have any sleep. But but a lot of them think it's awesome, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's so weird. I don't know. Propaganda works from time to time. fucking true. The San Francisco Examinator and the Indie Star did a four-part expose on them in the like mid seventies, and then in nineteen ninety or sorry nineteen seventy seven, an article um, about abuse allegations by former members was coming out, and Jim convinced the editor to call him and read it to him, and she said she only did it because he got a lot of letters of support from the governor's office. Because he was buddy-buddy with the governor of fucking California for a mm-hmm. while. Again, like, all up in politics is grilled. Mondale? Was this Mondale? I don't know. No fucking clue. But somebody. <laughs> Some white man, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, they get this They get this phone call. She's reading it to him. And in the middle of the phone call, he literally is like, hey, everybody, we're leaving. We're leaving tonight. We got to get the fuck out of here. So he literally got the fuck out of there. He went to Georgetown and then told, which is like, the closest city to where Jonestown, Jonestown was. It's like Georgetown, Guyana, I think, is the capital. And then you have to take a plane for like 300 miles into the fucking jungle. Oh, wow. And then take a truck like several miles into the fucking jungle where the nearest source of water is seven miles away. And that's where Jonestown is. So it's... They're isolated. as isolated as it can Very. possibly get. You are actually in the middle of the jungle wow. in a foreign country. Where you Wait, so it. they just picked up and left because of a phone call? Well, yeah, so basically they like 
they had been planning on it for a while, and then Jim got a, a, a tip that an article was going to come out that was like a big expose about mm. abuse allegations. And he was like, all right, now's the time. We got to yeah. get the fuck out of here mm. while we can. Run and then scared. like sent for everybody else to come come join him and come follow. Running scared. And that is where we're going to stop today. Because we're already an hour in. And oh, we are boy, just yeah. now getting to the fucking Ooh, Jonestown The meats and potatoes of it all. The meats and potatoes. The meats and yeah. potatoes so, of all. We're so ready. So next week we will definitely be talking about, obviously, the experience at Jonestown. Um, you know, Congressman Leo Ryan coming and all of the reporters and obviously the mass murder that happened after. So I will be pretty interested to talk about that next week. We're ready for it. What are your thoughts so far, though? Yeah, that's really sad that, you know, obviously it's really sad that all these people were able to were manipulated and tricked into this. Yeah. I mean, because it started off, it sounds like he started off pretty good, you know? Like, you know, he was preaching some things that made sense. Yeah. It was nice. You know, he was a part of the church at one point, which, you know, I, I, I can agree with that. That's nice. But then it just went off the rails, I guess, because mm-hmm. he saw how much power, I guess, he could have over people and how much influence he had over some people that I think it really just went to his head and he just decided, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, you know, I'm really and just, fuck some you shit just really, you know, make it my own and make it have a, uh, make this have like a mind of its own yeah, and basically just do whatever take it over and do whatever I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it's really terrible. And it's what's really terrible also is because he's like, making people learn about communism and mm-hmm. now people have this association that communism is like bad because this person did this, you know, and, yeah. and created this cult around it, you know? Yeah. It's not. And, and he targeted, um, mainly black people too, which is, yeah, which is fucked. really fucked. Yeah. It's very fucked. Honestly. Um, and I don't think I ever really knew that. Uh, I don't know how I didn't know that, but again, this is one of those cases that I just thought I knew about. So I just didn't really look it up, but yeah. So definitely to fucking, Jimothy Jones and probably some more people, but he's really who I got in my mind at the moment. Uh, see you in hell. See you in hell. <laughs> that was a quick one. Brandon's ready to be done. He tired. Well, to the rest of you guys, if you want to see pictures um, from today's episode, you can go to our Instagram, which is Hellbound Pod. Our Facebook is Hellbound Podcast. My TikTok is Hellbound Pod. My email is hellboundpod at gmail.com. And we have a website, hellboundpodcast.com. And, yeah, I don't know. That's fucking it, I guess. What else? Oh, we don't have to draw because we're going to do part two next week. So how good? How delightful? Can't wait to be back here for some more. Hell, yeah. Well, in the meantime, you guys, please, please, please stay safe. Um, Go vote if you have local elections coming up like we do. We need to go vote. We do need to go vote. It's early voting right now in Austin. And if you do live in Austin, yeah, you should probably go vote yes. on the different uh, props we got. Going. We got a lot of important stuff going on right yeah. now. Highly encourage you to vote no on Prop B because criminalizing homeless people is not it's the not, answer. Literally, I mean, I get there's a problem, but the answer should not be to criminalize people no. because they have no money, you know? No, it's, it's just It's, it's just kind of morally wrong and, you know. Let's just think about people's humanity. That's all. That's that's all we ask. That's at the very least. And also, go get vaccinated if you yeah, can. Yeah, go get vaxxed if you can. That, you know that that's a that's a good thing too. Yeah, and as always, but yeah, I have, Save Austin keeps hitting me up. Oh fuck that! Every single goddamn mm-hmm. day, they hit me up three times a day, texting me about, oh, it's early voting. Vote yes on Prop B. I'm like, I'm voting no every single time. I'm about to. Have, ooh, yeah, no, it's really pissing me off. Cause yeah, they're, they're making me mad now. 
Well, like, that's what makes me mad. Obviously, I'm not voting for their bullshit proposition. They spent hundreds of thousands of yeah, dollars they have on, like this, on this pack, yeah. and like they spend all this money, and they even ask you to donate more money so they can get this thing passed. I'm like, oh, that's why not disgusting. spend that money on actually housing yes, people? Yes, yes. I'm like, get out of my fucking phone with that stuff. Get out okay? of my DMs. Get out of it. Yeah. So anyway, go vote. That's <laughs> the moral of the story. Go We're vote. mad about it. And definitely stay safe out there. And remember, they're watching you.